the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This is the word to stand on for life with Pastor Ron Arbaugh. The word to stand on for life is a radio ministry of Calvary Chapel in San Antonio. A live call-in show here to help you answer your questions about the Bible and how to apply the word to your daily life. For more information on Calvary Chapel, visit our website, calvarysa.com. Get your Bible questions ready and call in now to 210-340-9585. It's The Word to Stand On for Life with Pastor Ron Arbaugh. Welcome to the show. We are live after the holiday. I am so happy when the holidays are over. That way everything kind of gets back to normal and we have missed being on the air. And today it is the Date Day Edition program. For those of you who don't know, I am Pastor Ron Arbaugh from Calvary Chapel in San Antonio, Texas. And this is a program dedicated to taking your phone calls and answering your Bible questions. On Thursdays, however, it's a very special show. It's Paula's show, and that means it's the date, the edition, and Paula's here to take any questions or offer any encouragement to anybody in the audience who needs it. All you have to do is call us, 210-340-9585. That's 340-9585. If you're outside the local area here in San Antonio, you can call toll-free at 877-630-KSLR. Numerically, that's 630-5757. You can email questions to us by emailing questions at calvarysa.com or you can send them in using our free Calvary Chapel mobile app. Uh, If you're driving in your car out there on the streets, the safest way to call is use the free KSLR mobile app. Just hit the call now button and you'll be connected directly to our studio producer. We are grateful to be back live on the program. Paula, welcome to the program. Thank you, baby. We've been hanging out. It's your show. What's on your heart? Well, we've been hanging out, and it's my show. Okay. Well, I was kind of thinking, you know, because this time of year, the end of the year, well, first off, Merry Christmas to everybody. I hope you had a great, great time. And it's still kind of Christmas, even though, you know, the actual day that we celebrate was two days ago, but it's still Christmas to me. I'm having a great time with my gift from God named Pastor Ron. And um, I, I'm happy that today's date day in the week of Christmas. It's been a really fun time. So what is on my heart? Um, happy New Year. <laughs> <laughs> you know, this, this is a year that kind of doesn't exist. Or, I mean, a, a week that kind of doesn't exist. You know, all the build-up for Christmas, and then we get through the Christmas play. You should talk about the kids' Christmas it's play. It's on too. my list. But we, we, we get through the kids' Christmas play, then we get through the, the weekends or the, the Sunday services, the Christmas services, and then all of the stuff that goes. And Christmas Eve and uh, Yeah, Christmas Eve service was awesome, too. Wasn't it? And, and then uh, Christmas kind of comes and goes, and... Um, we start all over. I don't know where it but happens to January it, when that comes, and then it's women's retreat. Yeah, but, but I mean, this is just like a week that doesn't exist because nobody knows where they are or what's going on. Yeah. We're going to have our normal service tomorrow night. Okay. And, of course, our three services on Sunday morning. Yeah. But uh, when we get up on January, let me see, January the 1st is a Tuesday, January the 2nd, it'll be like I'll return celebrating to normal. <laughs> well... Praise the Lord. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and every time you said normal for I don't know how many years now, it's like, what is normal? It, it's always a new normal. So 
Well, anyway, praise the Lord. We'll we'll get to January second, unless of course he decides to come back before then. That would be awesome. Which would be the best. So anyway, I was looking at my calendar. You know, Pastor Ron, how I do, um, just kind of going through this year. Malta Medical turned five on February fourth, which means they're almost, almost six. Six, <laughs> unreal. Calvary Chapel San Antonio. Yeah, turned, yeah, before, before you go on, okay, go ahead. Um, Malta Medical in in less than six years, or just now almost six years, has seen um, in excess of twenty thousand patients. Yeah, that was at year five. We're yeah, almost year five. to year six. So, however many more. Incredible. So I'm sure Peter will tell me, but oh yeah, but just it's, it's just an amazing thing. It, it's a ministry, Paula, that we never expected to turn out the way it did. It's turned out far better than we ever could have imagined. Uh, Virtually daily, somebody gets saved there. Mm -hmm. Uh, 70% to 80% of the people that come there, we would never see otherwise. So they're not people that come to Calvary Chapel. Mm -hmm. Uh, And there's always ministry going on there from the waiting room ministry to the the receptionist, to the nurses, and and then to the doctors. And uh, I don't know, but people are just there. God's prepared their hearts. And they say yes to Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. Uh, imagine what any church would do for a ministry where somebody would get saved nearly every day. Yeah. Amazing thing. Yeah. You know, when, uh, and we'll talk about uh, John and Della's uh, Christmas Eve. Well, he said that in, in his message about just going and showing up in the waiting room. And his big ministry was it ended up to the kids of. He was, like, surprised by all that. But here he said he's this 240-pound man at the time sitting on the floor talking with, you know, reading stories to you and, and hugging the kids and, and praying for them. Yeah, it's a, a, a just a ministry that God called. And, wow, when you just walk in the steps that he has for you, it, it, yeah, it's just an amazing thing. So at Calvary Chapel San Antonio, we turned 23 on May 31st. 23 years we've been here already. Yeah. And that you went to, without me, to Calvary Chapel Durango, a church that uh, you we planted from our church, what, 10 years ago? Mm-hmm. 10 years ago? Yeah. Uh, and that was in July. And uh, Pastor Jay had wanted you to come there because everybody knew you were going to have another heart surgery in August and so I don't know if he was thinking, I better get him now. <laughs> <laughs> well, while he's available. Yeah. Well, there's still breath in the old boy. <laughs> and then and then to top that one, Terry, our younger son, who's to this day still not saved, he brought one of his his employees. Oh yeah. 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 Derek, um, Derek. who is a Christian, who plays violin. He wanted to make sure that we knew he played violin. Well, he came before your surgery, too. <laughs> Just in case my dad should happen to not make it. You know, it's cool. Derek is, is is a radical Christian. Yeah. And God is surrounding Terry with people and with a great testimony. And he doesn't just play violin. Yeah. I mean, he is a professional. Mm-hmm. And um, uh, he just looked at the music that our worship team was playing that night mm-hmm. and and said, yeah, I can do this. We've got a violin. And it was just spectacular to watch. Yeah, yeah. And that's the most engaged, possibly, that Terry has been, you know, listening to his friend play, but then listening to his dad. His phone videotaping it, you know, video. Yep, yep. And, you know, what if this is dad's last message? (laughs) So you just never know what God's using to get through. So anyway, and then, you know, you did have that second surgery. And praise the Lord that, uh, as we were talking today, uh, the first surgery was pain level, I don't know, 11. Eight. Eight, okay. It was eight. Okay. And this one was a two. Yeah, and, and I don't take pain meds. Yeah. So maybe that's why it was so bad in the first place. But but the idea is is um, I was so blessed, surprised pleasantly mm-hmm. by the lack of pain because I was expecting so much more. Mm-hmm. And then uh, they, they also fixed my heart with an additional lead to the bottom of my heart so it was singing up. Mm-hmm. And I felt pretty normal yeah. since... 
the recovery, you know, uh, I haven't felt this good in in almost two, two years. years yeah. So, um, um, praise the Lord, things just went well. Mm-hmm. It's been an eventful time. It has. <laughs> I was telling some people today, I looked much younger two years ago. <laughs> this has been stressful. But anyway, we had we celebrated our 46th wedding anniversary, September 16th. Yeah, so that's pretty cool. You know, I, I, I remember our first date where I said, you know, wouldn't it be nice to grow old together? Yeah. Yep, here we are, Pastor Ron. <laughs> you were a prophetess, and you weren't even <laughs> saved. <laughs> wasn't even saved, but, yeah. But God had told me, and I didn't know it was God talking at the time, but this is the one for life, and so here we are, lifers. And, um, you know, after your surgery, you couldn't work out, so I have it on my calendar. This was a big day. October 9th, we started working out together again. And then for me... Um, and a group of ladies from here, we went to Calvary Chapel Reynosa. Even though we have been warned, you know, there's shootings pretty much every day, and um, don't bring too much stuff this time, because last year when we went, we had too much stuff, and, and the, the guys with the shotguns were trying <laughs> to get us to stop in, in traffic so they can take our stuff. And, and Mark, Pastor Martin said, no, just keep driving, just keep driving. It's like, oh, my goodness, oh, my goodness. So this year they said it was worse. And yet, um, you know, I, I was using your your surgery and recovery as an excuse for me not to go. <laughs> <laughs> not not having prayed about saying no after yeah, I'd already said that, yes. That didn't work out, did it? No, the Lord said, excuse me, pardon me. Um, you didn't ask me anything. So and I, we ended up going. And it was just a spectacular, spectacular um, time, and several ladies got saved. Yeah, cool yeah, thing. It was really Paul, let's cool. take a phone call, okay. uh, and then we'll come back to the to okay. the other stuff. Let's go to Seguin now and talk with Anthony online. When Anthony, hey. thanks for calling. Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. Merry Christmas to both of you. Paula, I haven't heard you in a long time, uh, but uh, I spoke to Pastor Ron last week, and uh I hope and pray that y'all had a very blessed uh, Christmas and a Happy New Year is coming up. Thank, Thank you. you. And and I hear okay. you every time you call because I stay at home <laughs> and I, I listen. So I, I heard you call. You, you've you been doing really, really That's well. Good. God bless you. Yeah. I am. I'm doing very well, praise God, from where I was when I first met you guys to where mm-hmm. I am now. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. It is just, I mean, I can't stop praising God enough. You know, mm-hmm. but I, I want to just quickly just want to uh, ask for a prayer petition if I can. And I don't have a radio, so I want to listen because I have a very important question. Um, I need to find a doctor in San Antonio that will reverse a stoma uh, from a colostomy bag that, that was placed on me. Remember when I first called you that I had this colostomy uh, that, had a, that went wrong? And I need to find a doctor in San Antonio, and I have nowhere. I have, I have no idea where to start. So if you could just pray that God will illuminate my mind and uh, find a path to a doctor that will do the surgery and then find a doctor that will work on my back because I need back surgery as well. And I'm still not out of the woods, but the depression and anxiety, thank God that that's going away. Those are the prayer petitions that I have if I could ask you to keep those in prayer. And I have a question for both of y'all. Um, I've been reading the Bible a lot more. I've just just decided to dive dive in because I want to get as close as I can to God, and I just want to. I mean, I just want to feel like His heartbeat. You know, I mean, mm-hmm. that's how close I want to get to Him because I'm just so grateful for everything mm-hmm. that He's done for me in the past four years. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. It's all right. I was re- I was reading today, but it scared me because of what I read. And then I guess the enemy started putting it in my mind. Well, Ruben, I mean, you're doing all this. You're doing all this for for the wrong reasons, Anthony, because you're out of it. I was reading in uh, Hebrews chapter six, verse uh, what is it uh, four? Yeah, it says. Where are you going? I knew where he was going to. Yeah. Um, if you okay. once uh, tasted. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. Go ahead, baby. Okay, um, it said, uh, it is impossible for those who have once been enlightened, who have tasted the heavenly gifts, who have shared in the Holy Spirit, who have 
tasted the goodness of the word of God and powers of the coming age, if they fall away, which to me means if you vaccinate to go, to be brought back to repentance because to their lo- it's to their loss are crucifying the Son of God all over again and subjecting him to public disgrace. And as I was reading that today, I started crying because I guess the enemy came in my mind. He says, Anthony, you're out of it because everything you did, you went back. You were born in the, in, the, in the ministry, and you knew God. You tasted of his goodness, and you did this, and you went and this in the church, and, and you backslid. And when you backslid, you did some horrible things. So you're disqualified now. So the question is, what is that referring to? Is it referring to people like me, or or what is it referring to? And I'm just going to listen to you. Okay, Anthony. Uh, a couple things before we um, get to that question. I'm going to ask you to um, live stream our service tomorrow night. Um, okay. Uh, you thrilled my heart when you said you want to you want to feel the heartbeat of God. You're so grateful for all that He's done. My message tomorrow night is going to be a, a New Year's message, um, designed to 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 tell people here are the things to do this year. These there are ten things that God put in my heart. These things will make 2019 a wonderful year in Christ, an abundant year in Christ. So uh, tomorrow night at 7 o'clock, I know you can't get here, but uh, calvarysa.com, and I believe the Lord will speak to your heart and encourage you uh, tremendously. Uh, The passage of Scripture in Hebrew. Calvarysa.com. Yeah, not the chapel. It's just calvarysa.com. Okay, got it. Thank you. Okay, and uh, okay. and and you will be blessed. And if for some reason you can't get it tomorrow night, you've got something else going on. Uh, it will be archived and on online and available for everybody for free at uh, um, um, later that evening or early the next morning. Um, you know, Anthony, one of the things that is you've been calling, you've been praising the Lord. The depression leaves. The enemy's angry, and and he's going to huff and puff and threaten to blow your house down. And that's exactly what you were experiencing um, this morning as you're reading Hebrews chapter six. Um, the, the Greek word for uh, falling away there, if they fall away. It's a word that really means to apostatize. It doesn't mean to backslide as we understand backsliding at all. It means to apostatize, to, to turn completely away. And here's the thing that we have to remember about the context of Hebrews. Um, I believe the Apostle Paul was the author. And he's writing to a group of Jewish converts to Christ who are now facing difficult, sometimes seemingly impossible persecution. And and all they have to do is turn back to Judaism, to, to renounce their faith in Christ, turn back to Judaism, and all of the persecution goes away. All of their troubles, at least um, seemingly, will go away. And so what Paul is saying in Hebrews chapter 6 really is a wonderful encouragement regarding our security in Christ And what he's saying is, look, you're Jews. If you go back to the Jewish sacrificial system, if you go back to the Jewish feasts and festivals, now that you know you've shared in the Holy Spirit, you've you've tasted the goodness of the Word of God, um, what are those sacrifices going to do for you? Because Jesus is the only sin offering. And what he was doing was encouraging these Jewish converts to Christianity to, to stay the course. He was telling them to, to hang in there and, and don't turn away from what you know is true just because the circumstances in your life make it seem as though things are going to be hard. And see, the enemy uses, as soon as you said Hebrews, I knew this was the passage you were going to. Paula smiled when you said it. Because the devil uses this as much as any other verse, perhaps except the blasphemy of the Holy Spirit verse, um, to try to discourage those who are really enjoying the goodness of the Word of God and the powers of the coming age. He doesn't want you in the Bible. So this isn't about backsliding at all. This is Paul warning them not to turn back to Judaism, deserting Christianity just because things are hard. 
So, Anthony, okay. it's really important you understand that, okay? I, I do. I do. And thank you for clearing that up for me. It's just, okay. And before, before yeah, you I'm hang just, up, let me read, before you hang up, yeah. let me read you verse 9. Okay, because when Paul gets through with this, he's, he's, he gives a, an illustration of land that drinks in the rain and land that produces thorns. But then he says this in verse 9. Even though we speak like this, dear friends, I'm going to change that for a moment. Even though we speak like this, dear Anthony, I'm confident of better things in your case, things that accompany salvation. Amen. So, verse 9. People never get to verse 9. And if they'll get to verse 9, then they understand that this is a, a security passage of Scripture. Um, that, that's why we have to read in context. And as you now are digging into the Word of God, Anthony, you're going you're gonna to learn what the context is. You're going to learn how to discern what the author intended to say and what his motive was. So what he's saying that's, is, look, Anthony... I've... That's what I've been asking God to do. That's what I've been asking yep. God to do. Every every morning when I pray, I tell him, Lord, I want to get close to your heart. I want to feel your heartbeat. I want to get close to you, Lord. But as I read, please open up my understanding and what my wisdom and understanding onto what, what you're reading because sometimes I don't understand what, what they're saying. And I'm like, okay, well, all right. I just have to just take God, you know, just, just faith. Mm-hmm. And know that whatever it's saying, it's it's what it means. But like today, this, I couldn't let yep. it go. I was like, and I was, yep. I was waiting and waiting for four o'clock to come around to call you. Anthony, because I was like, if anybody knows, he's gonna know and he's gonna yeah. tell me. Because man, and 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 I, I, I can't believe it. I, I let the enemy do that, you know. Because I promise, well, I, I, he, I, I, yeah, but he's gonna do that. That's that's his job, you know, Anthony. If if. If he meant that if you backslid and you're toast, there's no possible way of repenting, then we wouldn't have Peter. We wouldn't have any of the disciples who messed up. We certainly wouldn't have Doubting Thomas. We wouldn't have so many over the years who who, who faithfully served God then did something stupid and sinned and fell away. This would have to mean, if you took it the way the enemy wants you to take it, it would have to mean that unless you are perfect once you're saved, there's no way finding your way back to Jesus Christ. And, of course, we know with the, the rest yeah, of no Scripture perfect. that that's not yeah. possible. So yeah. uh, this is just, even though we speak like this, dear Anthony, I'm confident of better things in your case, things that accompany yes, salvation. Yes. Thank you, Anthony. Yes. Yes. No, thank you, Keep Pastor. And I, I will definitely... I will definitely watch that tomorrow night because I, you know, um, I know that I'm getting stronger. I'm not where I need to be, but I know that I'm getting stronger because I'm, I'm reading every single day, and every single day God just brings, uh, brings me closer to Him, and I know that. So, uh, except for today, I just let Him do that. But I'm sorry, God. I'm sorry, God. Forgive me, Father. No, don't don't apologize. The the enemy. That's his job, and what God wants you to do is to stand firm, be immovable. Whenever you hear the lies of the enemy telling you something like that, that's when we re- rely on the nature, oh, the character, and the promises Amen. of God. Mm-hmm. And Amen. and then you just say, oh, it's the devil trying to trying to fool me again. Mm-hmm. And um, uh, just understand that he's going to keep trying. You're not going to let him. God bless you, man. Amen. Thank no, you. No, no God bless you. God bless you. Uh-huh. Thank you. God bless you. Thank you, Thank you honey. Happy New Year to you, too, because it was like you're reading my mind because on my paper for the second half, this is what we're going to talk about. Have you been believing and living the lie? Do you wake up under condemnation? So thank you for uh, a little preview. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Paula, we got like four minutes, I think. um, Okay. Before the break. Then we had Joy of Jesus, which was totally awesome in in October. This is me finishing up my my calendar year of those wonderful things. You know, we had the concert this year, and there were more people at at the park this year than I think than ever before. The amount of clothes and and bikes, and in particular those two things, there were so many new clothes. And new, yeah, we, we, Paula, amazing. we just had uh, this past week. We just had somebody give us sixty bicycles. I know, I heard that. Uh, so, so we, we next year we had like fifty to give away this year. We already uh, have sixty. We, we already have sixty for yeah. for next year's Joy of Jesus. Yeah. So uh, just it's amazing to see God work. Yeah, 
And then, you know, we, November was awesome, and I always say this, you know, we had plenty of food, plenty of people, and nobody got sick. That's Thanksgiving. That's a big deal for me. <laughs> and then for the church again, um, the Christmas dinner this year, Vanessa and Sandra said they stopped counting after 1,500 people. Oh, my goodness. The Lord, what are you doing, you know? Um, even though it was moved He was up multiplying week. fish and loaves. <laughs> <laughs> yes, he was. Fish and loaves and mouths. And then the Christmas play. Uh, Jocelyn and, and Matthew were saying that there are so many kids um, that we need a newer venue already just for <laughs> the participants in the play. Mm-hmm. From pre-K to now we have some of the, our kids are married and with kids of their own who are still mm-hmm. participating in the play. Yeah, and, and then Christmas Eve service we'll talk about. Yeah, and, and while, while we're doing this, I think the music's about to start Okay. Uh, to, to in the, the, this half of the program. Um, it's a good thing to do what Paul is doing, and that's write down the things that God has been doing in your life. So you can review them from time to time and think about just how good God is. And so, Well, we've got 30 minutes left in the Date Day edition of the program, 340-9585 or toll-free 877-630-5757. We'll be back in two minutes. To the word to stand on for life. We're taking your calls at 340-9585 or toll-free 877-630-KSLR. Now, here's Pastor Ron Arbaugh. Welcome back to the second half of the program, 340-9585 for your live calls and questions. Anthony, if you are still listening, um, I, I'm, I'm sure knowing the people that are listening to this program, there's a whole bunch of people, especially with the back issues, who are praying for you. And we will be praying that the Lord would, would help you bump into the kind of doctor that you need. Well, Paula, we have less than 30 minutes. What's next? I know. You know, I, I was thanking Anthony for kind of introducing the second half um, because my question, I have a friend who... She's been a Christian for a very long time, um, and she should know better. Don't we all? We all should know better. But she um, told me last year, just last year, that, you know, because of things that she had done in her life, that she still wakes up under condemnation and guilt. Um, And she has to, you know, try to get rid of that all the time. Well, for Anthony and for my friend and for, for me at times, too, um, to remember Romans 8, 1, therefore, there is now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus, because through Christ Jesus, the law of the Spirit who gives life has set us free from the law of sin and death. And so, you know, just like with Anthony calling that's why the Lord says, don't forsake the assembling together of the saints as, as some are in the habit of doing, because he was open enough to share what was bothering him so that, and that's one of the reasons why I love this show so much, you can hear him go, oh, yeah, I remember. You know, we get to remind one another about the promises of God. No, 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 you are a Christian, and Jesus who holds you in his hand and remember, the Father says that he holds you in in his hand as well. Nobody can snatch you away from uh, from me, but we need to be reminded that there is now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. God took on all of that on himself, that we wouldn't have to live under that. And then in Second Peter, as you were saying, you know, he says, I know you know these things, but I'm going to keep reminding you as long as I have breath because we all forget. And that's why you were telling him, don't apologize. That happens to all of us. Um, and then to remember God's mercies are new every morning. So even if you blow, blew it yesterday or a few minutes ago, you know, you don't have to keep that burden of guilt. What is it that you say? I was trying to remember. It's You say you have regret but not remorse? What is it? What is it? No, I have regrets. Okay. 
but I don't do any guilt. Yeah. So guilt is, and the reason is because of the Romans 8-1 promise. And see, that's what we have to do. We, we have a tendency, Paula, to forget that if there is no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus, then condemnation comes from another source. Condemnation never comes from the Lord. If you're guilty of something, God will convict you. Conviction draws you to the Lord. Mm-hmm. Condemnation sends you running the opposite direction from the Lord. But but when you're feeling condemned, you, you can immediately identify the source of the condemnation. Well, that's the, the enemy. I don't want to talk to the enemy or listen to anything from the enemy. And that's why having a working knowledge of the Word of God is so valuable because then you can say, wait a minute, I know who's lying to me now. There is no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. So if there's no condemnation, I'm feeling condemned, guess who it comes from? Mm -hmm. And then we can respond. That's how we fight. Those are sort of the, 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 the... weapons in the in the in the word of god that we can use every single day to quench the fiery darts of the enemy mm-hmm. and, and because he's going to keep trying those things so that's the thing yeah. oh we got to alan on line one from san antonio alan thanks for calling you're on the air hi can you hear me okay i can hear you alan thank you okay i'm a long time listener but this is the first time i ever called oh thank you I, I, I wanted to uh, talk about the, the, the Christmas play that Paula <laughs> was mentioning. It was the, I went to it, it was the first time I ever went, and uh, it was really totally wonderful. I thought that the choreography was not uh, amateurish at all, it was, it was just really professionally done and just totally blew my mind that everything was original. Yeah. And uh, I, I, I just really, uh, I just enjoyed every bit of it. Thank you, Alan. Yes, it was cool. Alan, you, I, I told you if, you if people are going to come from the radio audience, you need to introduce yourself to me. I'd love to have met you. I think I know you. Oh, you well, think you well, met uh-huh. me? Yeah, I, yeah, no, you, no, I know you. Yeah, you've met me. Yeah, I, okay, yeah. good. You, 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 you hugged me at the Joy of Jesus. Oh, yeah. oh, okay, cool. Cool. I work at the Malta Medical. Uh huh. Yes, oh, I know you. Okay, thank you, yeah, Alan. Yeah. Sure. Thank you. I, I was blown away by the by the play. You know, when you've got fifty five kids from uh, toddlers to um, high schoolers. No, I mean that was just the, that the was dance just group. Up to the sixth grade. Yeah, it was just up to the sixth grade. <laughs> um, and you you don't expect it to be good. There was so much work put in, and the kids worked so hard. And um, the, the fact that, you know, uh, because we have a small building, we always call it a little church, but it's not a little church. Mm-hmm. But we have been so abundantly blessed with talent, um, uh, not only the, the adults who supervise it and put it all together, but um, uh, one, our, our high school English teacher is the guy who writes the play every year. Uh, it's it's his script. Uh, the the uh, 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 son of our worship pastor uh, is the one who writes the original music for it. And, I mean, that's the kind of stuff you'd <laughs> see literally in a Broadway play. Yeah. And uh, we're just absolutely abundantly blessed, Alan. Um, so thank you very, very much for pointing it out. Uh, I, I Every year, that's my favorite night of the year at Calvary Chapel, and I'm already waiting for next year. I'm not trying to wish my life away, Paula, but, yeah, please. but I'm already waiting for the play next year. And uh, one of the things that, that I was told is they've got some really different ideas for next year's play already. So I can't wait to see what it is. But see, that's just a, a testimony, Paula, to, to what happens when uh, you and I, 23 and a half years ago, we showed up here, um, um, we didn't know anybody. Mm-hmm. Uh, we did what God told us to do, nothing more. Mm-hmm. And then look what God has done. He surrounded us with people who can do everything. Mm-hmm. So it's, it really is an amazing thing. Alan, are you still there? I'm still here. Oh, cool. Do you have a question? No, I just wanted to make a comment about the Christmas play. Okay. You know, most of the times when I, when I listen, the, the questions I have, somebody else already asked. And that's why. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Alan. God bless you, man. Okay. Will we, will we see you tomorrow night? Yeah, I'll be there tomorrow night. Okay, All right. good. 
Good. Thank God you. God bless you, honey. <laughs> Three four zero ninety five eighty five for your live calls and questions. Now, see, that's one of the problems with having a lot of people in a church. You don't get to know everybody the way mm. you'd like to know them. So, and he's pretty shy. Okay. Yeah. Well, yeah, I'm glad. I'm shy. really, really glad he called. That, that's by the way. If I didn't mention already, I think I did. But tomorrow night is a message. Um, basically, how to make 2019. Um, a year where we actually walk in the abundance and the passion, the joy of the Lord that he intends for all of us. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, I have uh, a lot of hope that the Lord is going to speak to people mm-hmm. tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I was, I was I'm kind of laughing at with Alan because he is very shy, but he just seems he's very sweet. You know, he's a thoughtful person. So thank you, Alan. And I'm sure that they could use your help next year, uh, you know, with the with the play. So if you want to be involved in that in any way, or if you sing or play an instrument, you know, we got the choir and the orchestra. So, <laughs> see Sam. We 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 just had our our, uh, New, our Christmas Eve services. Oh my goodness! Where the choir and the orchestra um, um, led worship. I mm-hmm. thought it was really really good. I thought I, we we worked pretty hard too. Difference, there was one really hot girl in the oh in the, please in the please let's just move on mm-hmm, Christmas Eve <laughs> service. <laughs> you know, I, I, let me go back because I was going to say something to Anthony while we have his uh, attention. Uh, Anthony, not only should you listen to tomorrow night's message, but Pastor Ron did Old Testament Christmas um, in Isaiah nine six, and especially when it gets to the mighty God uh, part. Well, all of it, actually. Um, our Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, and Prince of Peace. You should listen to that. It will encourage your heart as well. And then the Luke 2, um, 8 through 38, Christmas is hope. Now, he didn't go um, heretic on us, but he said if Jesus had been born a girl, his name would have been Hope, and that would have been pretty awesome. Uh, but that hope restores it rewards and it redeems. And so I would highly suggest that you listen to <laughs> that study as well. I listened to it uh, yesterday again while I was on the Stairmaster, and it, it is really a, a good service. So listen <laughs> and, to both And you're completely those. objective. Oh, I think I am. <laughs> I mean, I come to all the services, and if I still want to listen to them again, I think that's pretty pretty awesome. So, anyway. We got a phone call. Let's take another phone call. Let's go to San Antonio Line 3. Charles. Charles, thanks for calling. You're on the air. How you doing, Pastor? How you doing, Mama Paula? I'm doing great. Doing great, Charles. I I just have a question. What time is it, uh, the message for tomorrow? What time is it? 7 Mm -hmm. 7 o'clock. 7 o'clock. Man, that's the time I get off. I I would love to go, but all right. I just want to know, well, is, that, is it going to be uh, like casted live on the uh, on the app? Yes, it will be live uh, live streamed at seven o'clock. So when you get off work, then you can tune it in there. All right, that'll be perfect, Alrighty. And I will see y'all Sunday morning. Okay, Charles. Thank you. God bless. Mm-hmm. I love his voice. <laughs> he Charles is a new Christian. Somebody uh, just got saved, uh, came to the church from the radio program, yeah. and came to the church mm-hmm. and. Uh, uh, it's fun to see people excited about Jesus. Yeah. I want to see that more in 2019, where people, you know, they come sometimes at their lowest point. Their lives are broken, and, and, and some of them devastatingly so. Um, but, but when God picks them up and sort of breathes life into them, it's really, really exciting mm-hmm. to see uh, as God transforms things. Yes, and that's, that leads into the Christmas Eve service because the people that you chose, um, like Amber, I think you said that she's changed, grown so much um, in the short time that she's been here. She's been here since 2012, came with her arms crossed, just angry, six months pregnant, going through a separation, you know, and just living a sinful lifestyle. Even after she got saved, she was still living her own lifestyle and blaming God for all the bad things that happened, you know, and, but she thought she was a good person. Don't we all think we're, cause we're better than somebody. If I'm better than just one person, why do I need God? You know, kind of a thing. And so when she became a single mom, um, that's when she really got 
angry with God and just flat stop coming to Calvary Chapel San Antonio. Isn't that how we, we think of God as, you know, if I get saved, then my life's not going to have any problems. You know, he's going to fix everything. I won't, he'll pay my rent, you know, kind of an attitude. But she began to be hopeless and tired and uh, because things got worse and worse because without God, it's, it's hopeless and tiring when you're running from him. But she finally cried out one night. She says, through tears of disappointment, this is when she really met him. She, we all know about him, but we have to really meet him. Yeah, she, I, I heard Tracy words interesting. She said, I was a believer, but I wasn't saved. Yeah. So she knew he was real, knew who he was. Yeah. But, but on that night in desperation, she finally met him. And mm-hmm. wow, has he ever done a great work in and through her? Unreal. She, and you said this. You said she's a tough girl. Yeah. In a, in a, I'm going to stand firm now yeah. because I know what I know. Yeah, when, I, when I see someone's tough, that's a compliment mm-hmm. of the highest order. Mm-hmm. So she's tough. Yeah. And she is uh, very mindful that she has this young son who is watching her life. And now that she's saved, not just a believer, but, you know, saved, she knows that there's a responsibility that comes with that. Walking with Jesus as her husband and walking with Jesus as her son's father, there's a different way of living. So that her young son, because she used to be um, angry and bitter, but the Lord says, I need you to dig a well, a spring of water of, you know, peace and joy and forgiveness and steadfastness. And that's exactly what she's doing. So now she's privileged to serve at Manor House which is basically ministering to women who she used to be like. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So it's, you know, and the Lord says, I want to use you. And she encouraged all of us to, to know that you've not sinned so badly that God can't reach you, that he doesn't want to use you. Just, it was just an amazing time. Mm -hmm. And then John and Della, you know, (laughs) Let me, let me explain. Let me explain briefly. We um, our Christmas Eve services are different than most. Uh, we've got worship with the choir and the orchestra, but you know Jesus came for people, and what we want to showcase is people. And and every year the Lord will put three people on my heart, and we just give them ten minutes each um, to share what God has been doing. And 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 uh, um, John and uh, Della Valides uh, were were one of those three uh and and uh, his testimony was spectacular mm-hmm. yeah and they said too that they've been here since 2012 um and they had got to a place of seeking a closer relationship that they were believers but not saved <laughs> going to sleep each night drunk and you know when they said that i was like what because you would never think that that's the power of a transformed life when jesus gets a hold of you that would that would if somebody said, "Can you believe how John and Della were?" You know, just think how they were. That would never enter my mind. Especially Della. <laughs> <laughs> you might be able to see that in John. Yeah. Huh? yeah. Well, I know I know John. I know his background. Yeah. But but Della is just so precious uh-huh. and quiet and emotional and yeah. I just thought, boy, she stuck with him. <laughs> you know? But. <laughs> but but he also said that when when they really gave their heart to Jesus, mm-hmm. he took away the desire, all the desire for alcohol, and they were drunks, yeah, uh, nightly drunks, yeah. and he took all the desire away. That's our powerful God. Yeah, amazing. And here's another thing about our powerful God: you can't see past the third row, but he said he came here and he heard a message, and you were looking right at him, like pointing a finger at him, you know, saying. How are you going to serve the Lord if you're in such heavy debt? Get out of debt. <laughs> they had a condo, and then the motorcycle accident that he had had, he had a settlement, and it came like in one or two days of each other. And he, all the money that he, he said, we almost got completely out of debt. And then he's found out later, you can't see past the third. You didn't know I was there. <laughs> I should have said, I should have said, you give all the money to Calvary Chapel. That's what I should have said, but I didn't because I wasn't thinking about him. 
But, but John, John is the one who showed up at Malta to just offer himself for service and started with kids. Mm-hmm. And, and at the time, of course, they had no way of knowing. Now, these are the age of grandparents. Yeah. And um, um, they were going to uh, adopt, uh, eventually they didn't know it, but they were going to adopt uh, an infant. Yeah, they had him uh, at three months they old. They had him at three months old. Yeah. Um, and, um, you know, how the legal system is and all the questions and... And God really broke his heart uh, over the possibility of losing this 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 baby, mm-hmm. and uh, God worked it all out. But but He's preparing He prepared them to be parents again at the age of grandparents. And what a wonderful wonderful thing it is to watch because these are uh, they're just thrilled, and the little boy mm-hmm. is such a gift yeah, from the Lord. He's thriving. Uh, but God prepared them every step of the way. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, you know, John broke my heart as he was saying, you know, looking at this little one and there was a possibility that they might lose him, that it took three years for the adoption to be final. And there was one night when he was just looking at him and he just started overwhelmingly crying at the thought of possibly losing this little one. Just and John said, I am not an out of control kind of guy. I've. I don't cry. Yeah, he doesn't cry. You don't cry. Yeah, he he was a, a forensic scientist, uh, a crime scene. So, so the things that he's seen, you have to be tough. You got Maybe go. maybe that's why he went home and <clears throat> drank himself to sleep every yeah, night. Yeah. But but um, God used that to show him that, well, this is how I feel when my kids fall away from me. Yeah. And uh, at that point, it was a commitment between he and, and uh, Della. Yeah. Uh, no, we're here for this kid, and mm-hmm. we're here for you, Jesus. That's so, right. uh, it's no just, turning back. Yeah, no, no turning, turning back. back. I know that pain, in just the smallest of ways. John speaking. I know that pain in the smallest of ways. He said, "In Jesus, the whole world of all people who ever have lived." Can you imagine that mm-hmm. pain? So he, he, he knows. And then Lauren, oh, my goodness, she really blew me away because she's one who struggles with um, anxiety so bad. Now, now Lauren is a, a young woman now who's grown up here. Mm-hmm. Um, her and her family have been here for 15 years. Mm-hmm. And I had the privilege of, of marrying her to a wonderful young man mm-hmm. uh, a couple of years ago. And uh, to see this and to, to look at her from the outside, she's all put together. Nobody would ever think that. Mm-hmm. But you said she really struggled with yeah, anxiety. She panic said attacks, fear, fear, crowds, failure, fear of failure, planes, traveling, fear of change, a fear of the unknown. And she says, and you guessed it, public speaking. And here she is up there uh, speaking. Um, but she said, you know, the fear of God is good. You know, um, but the fear of everything else is not good. And so she was saying, you know, when you have the fear of God, you'll run to him for um, comfort and peace and joy. When you have the fear of everything else, it's you trying to control the outcome of of how you want it to be. And she was really ashamed to let yeah. people know. And, and yet here she is in front of the whole church <laughs> letting us all know. And, you know, it just... She she, she did just, well. She just did a spectacular mm-hmm. job. It, it was it's just great to let God show off through through His people. You bet. Uh, Paul, we've got uh, inside four minutes. We got Zach calling on line one. Zach, thanks for calling. You're on the air. Oh, hello, Pastor Ron. Hi, Zach. Um, hello. Um, I'm just calling to ask us a real quick question. Um, so I'm a young man, I guess, and um, <laughs> I guess I I'm just going to be honest. I'm trying to. I am looking for a wife, so just, like, mm-hmm. just some, like, things to look for in girls, you know? Like, what are some really good qualities? And, yeah, I guess that's just generally, like, what I'm asking about. But, yeah, I'm definitely willing to hear what you have to say. And, yeah, I'll okay. hang up. Thank you, Zach. We have to do it a little more quickly uh, than I'd like because this is an important question. So, Paula, you've got three minutes. Why don't you go first? Uh, well, first off, you want to make sure that she loves Jesus. I'm sure you already not ju- about that. not just somebody says yeah I'm saved I'm a, I'm this or I'm that mm-hmm. but but who loves Jesus yes who loves Jesus um, she is one who loves Jesus so much that she wants to um, honor God first and then her husband 
um, living the tightest too, uh, you know, not not wild, not taken to alcohol, not a, a gossiper, not a backstabber. You know, I mean, just a, I'm listening to things that she shouldn't be, but a lover of God, um, quiet, not quiet like she doesn't ever speak. Otherwise, I would be disqualified. But just quiet in in a, a confidence. Quiet, in, quiet at heart. Yeah, a quiet confidence that, that God is in control and he's going to take care of everything. You don't want one who's um, always kind of like freaking out and, you know, depending on you only to um, keep the peace in the house. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, yeah, a joy, a person with joy. Yeah. Yeah. Boy, and, and somebody who's fun, mm-hmm. that's really important. Life, you know, marriage is forever. And so it's important that you have fun. Um, but, but Zach, let me add this one. I think this is really important. A woman who is content being single because Jesus is enough. Mm-hmm. When you see that girl, lights will go off, I promise you. And um, it, it's, it's, it's the most wonderful thing imaginable. You see that girl, and she doesn't need you, but she falls in love with you, and the two of you then are committed to walking with Jesus. I'll add one other thing, Paula. Tough girl. Somebody who's going to follow Jesus no matter what, mm-hmm. um, regardless of circumstances. And that should be a girl from your church. You should be looking for a girl in your church. So you can watch how she serves, watch how she interacts with her family and friends. Um, and so that would be my other suggestion. Well, we've got, oh, well, there's the music. Oh, Zach, I wish we had more time for that. Maybe we'll visit it again next week. Hey, thanks for tuning in today. Lord willing, I'll be back at 4 o'clock tomorrow on AM 630, The Word. Um, you've been listening to The Word to Stand Up for Life. I'm Pastor Ron Arbaugh from Calvary Chapel in San Antonio, Texas. Great to be back live. We'll see you tomorrow. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. Talk to you next year. Happy New Year. Thanks for spending this time with Calvary Chapel's The Word to Stand On for Life with Pastor Ron Arbaugh. The Word to Stand On for Life is on every weekday afternoon at 4, and Pastor Ron invites you to find out more about Calvary Chapel at calvarysa.com. The Word to Stand On for Life was sponsored by Calvary Chapel of San Antonio. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.